Welcome to the Thrive Subscribe CPESN Saturday series. I'm Ashley Branham, and I'm back again this week with my co-host, Joe Moose. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Joe. Hey. So, hey. Um, <laughs> Glad to be here. I, I, know, <laughs> I, I know this has been an exciting week, an evolving week with um, a lot of opportunities that are coming down Community Pharmacy's Pathway. And our worlds have completely changed since the start of the COVID pandemic. This week, we received an announcement of hope that an approved COVID-19 vaccine may be on the horizon. And even better, community pharmacies will be on the forefront of this response. On Thursday afternoon, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced the Trump administration has partnered with chain and independent community pharmacies so that access to COVID-19 vaccines can be increased. So we thought we could um, invite two of, um, of the members of CPSN staff to give us the latest update, Ray Jaber and Cody Clifton, who are both leading this effort on behalf of CPESN. Welcome, Ray, and welcome, Cody. Thanks, Ashley and Joe, for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Yep, thanks, guys. I, I know things are busy right now and COVID's a hotbed and seems to be increasing across the U.S. Um, so uh, I, I know your your phone is ringing off the hook and your uh, mailbox is, is filling up. So we do appreciate your time today. Cody, uh, you've been a guest with us before and a regular. Um, t tell everybody, introduce yourself to everybody right quick and kind of how did you become the, the pharmacy COVID czar in such a short period of time? <laughs> Great question, Joe. So uh, Cody Clifton, I am the Director of Practice Transformation and Clinical Programs with CPSN USA. And it's really been, as Joe and Ashley have already stated, an exciting week here, um, especially as the announcement was made on Thursday. So all of this uh, played out into, uh, I think, the perfect scenario for CPSN USA to be a network administrator. We have uh, done a lot of work around practice transformation over the last year through the Flip the Pharmacy Initiative sponsored by CPF, and it is uh, specific for CPSN pharmacies, and of course, any other pharmacy could follow along also. And really, through all of those learnings, it's really setting us for, up for so much success in the COVID-19 vaccination program that the CDC um, has decided to partner with CPSN USA pharmacies on. So it truly is an honor to, to be a part of this movement to help our country get back to some type of normalcy that I know we're all longing for. Yep. And, and Ray, uh, tell us right quickly your journey um, to, to, to be in, in the COVID spotlight. Yeah, so uh, unlike Cody, I was assigned this task, but I took it on fully and I was honored to actually jump into it. Um, that being said, uh, going back to, I, I know I'm fairly new with you guys, but I've been with CPSN for a, a couple months. Uh, prior to that, I, I worked with a, a large national chain and uh, just worked with a lot of pharmacists. And I really love the mission here at CPSN, trying to change that payer model. And at the end of the day, there really is no more passionate folks in pharmacy than those local pharmacists um, at our independence. That is for sure. So. Uh, definitely honored to be able to work and serve with them. 
On the COVID front, uh, like Holy said, it's been a really interesting probably two months, I'd say. Um, definitely much more interesting and busier this last week, for sure. I don't think Cody slept. I've seen the emails from him at 12 and 1 a.m. just trying to get things together for our folks out in the field. Um, but it really started way back when. So uh, just some calls that Troy has had with the CDC, just a lot of prep, a lot of planning, um, and then and just making sure that we have everything we need to go forward. And we are in the initial phase right now. Um, and really it's just gathering data. We are kind of in the sign up phase is what I would call it. Uh, does that sound about right, Cody? Most definitely, Ray. And that is the focus here is making sure that pharmacies are paying attention uh, with signing up for this opportunity. So Cody, I, I haven't been paying attention. So I, I'm a pharmacy <laughs> owner and and I haven't been paying attention. And, and you know, maybe I'm not even a CPESN member. Where's a, where's a starting place for me? Where do I go figure out what I'm supposed to do? I don't really, you know, I've, I'm starting to hear talk about, talk about it, but I hadn't seen a, I hadn't gotten an email from my state health department. I hadn't gotten an email from my wholesaler telling me, They've got COVID vaccine in stock. You know, where do I start? Yeah, Joe, I think that's the, uh, the million dollar question really is that pharmacists are such busy people. So how do we provide the most succinct information to make it as valuable as possible so that they can make a, a, an easy decision on whether or not they should move forward with this opportunity? So I did have a call earlier today and um, it was a scenario where a pharmacy had received three different options for uh, partnering uh, with the CDC for the vaccination efforts. And one of them was through a GPO, one of them was through the State Department and another federal pharmacy partner. Um, and, and CPS in USA is considered a federal pharmacy partner. So it, it leads you to think, which way do I go? And so ultimately, it, it truly doesn't make a huge impact on which option you go with. Um, you just need to make sure that you have access to the vaccine and you get access to the vaccine by partnering with the network administrator. And that is also a federal pharmacy partner like CPSN USA is. So that is one of the, the really an important, important point here is just to be able to be scan, skimming your emails. And I know you guys are getting out, getting so many emails into your inbox. There's about a, a week left, um, just a, maybe a week and a day left for most signups in the federal pharmacy partner, even though I know Ashley had just mentioned that the uh, public announcement was made today through the CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services. But I mean, the opportunity is it, here now, there's reimbursement tied with it. And then ultimately it's really getting at the public health initiative. So if you're receiving a phone call and uh, a technician answers it and just lets you know who it is that is on the phone. Stop and say, stop and think for a minute and, and think this could be someone calling me about partnering with them to be part of the COVID-19 vaccination effort. So just be very cognizant of communications over the next week and uh, be on the lookout on who you would like to be partnering with to uh, receive COVID-19 vaccinations. So, Cody, let me back up. So you're, you're saying there's a variety of different options for pharmacies to kind of get, quote unquote, signed up with an administrator um, in order to receive the vaccine. So that could come from your wholesaler. It could come from 
the state. It could come from CPESN. Who else am I leaving out? Or those the main avenues by which a pharmacy would partner? Yeah, those are the main avenues, Ashley. Okay. Okay, cool. So, and they could come, that notice of uh, interested pharmacy, it could come from a phone call, it could come from an email. It just depends on that administrator, how they choose to communicate to the pharmacies. It really does. Um, and so, everybody is aware that pharmacists are very busy people. So, different uh, different network administrators is going to roll this out a little bit differently uh, based on the CDC guidelines. And so, CPSN USA is really utilizing um, the local CPSN network leaders to help get the message out along with Flip the Pharmacy uh, coaches and leads, and then also our regular communications through email. So we've got a, quite a few variety of ways that we're reaching out to our members, whereas other partners may be making that first initial phone call, but ultimately CPSN's deadline is November 20th for an agreement to be signed, and other partners may have a different deadline, um, but it will be somewhere around that time. And so ultimately, with that deadline in mind, you will have to move forward with signing an official agreement before you're actually involved, even if you received a phone call or just a simple email. Awesome. Thanks for clearing that up. Um, have you heard anything in regards to timeline of the release of the vaccine? Because I know that the press release noted that there could be one or more vaccines um, that's authorized, that's approved and ready to go by the end of 2020. Is that consistent with what you're hearing and what you're, what you're seeing reported? Yeah, Ashley. So, it's looking right now like Pfizer is going to be the first to market, but then on the heels of that is Moderna. And Moderna is a much more stable vaccine. Um, it arrives at negative 20 degrees Celsius, but then it can be transferred over to the refrigerator um, and then kept there for seven to 14 days. So even though Pfizer is first to market, um, I believe what we're going to see is after we get through phase one, a, a really and ushering in a phase two, where it goes a little bit more out into the population, not the whole general population, but to some more of the, the people out in the community that need the vaccine. And so at that point in phase two, which will probably be looking at right now around February, that community-based pharmacies will be able to be providing the service within their community. Um, they will have to be triaging a little bit for those patients receiving the vaccines but it will be an opportunity at that point to start delivering the vaccine as early as February. Cody or Ray, do you have a sense of how many doses are in that first phase or first vaccine that's coming out and, and what, you know, what percent of the population will, could be covered with that? I'm just trying to think here really quick. I, I know, it's mostly focused on long-term care facilities and healthcare workers. So those people out there in the field that are, are really in need of, of that protection and those hotspots. So we know that across the country that long-term care facilities is where a lot of the COVID-19 cases are originating. So that's why the uh, CDC is wanting to make sure that those uh, entities are immunized against COVID-19 so that um, they can 
hopefully be that 90% effective rate uh, with the Pfizer vaccine. And then we'll start seeing the cases hopefully very soon after that start decreasing if that vaccine is 90% effective like the studies are saying. So, Ray, you've got this, um, you've got the operations background here, and uh, I'm curious from your perspective. So, as I'm hearing Cody speak, my anxiety is rising, right? I've got um, vaccine coming soon. Do I need to be stocking up on supplies? Are the supplies coming for me? Do I need to do anything on my protocol in terms of getting the COVID vaccine? All of these things, right? Preparing staff, preparing paperwork, preparing for um, potential folks to come in the pharmacy that have never been in my pharmacy before. What, you know, what would you tell the high anxiety pharmacist out there that's like me, that's thinking through all the different avenues of what I need to be prepping for um, in terms of the release of the information and, and where I should be thinking at this moment of time today. Yeah, so thank you for the very many questions. Let me start with the first one. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair to you, Ray, I know that you don't have to answer all of those questions. So I'm just these are the questions I'm starting to kind of right. bounce around in my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you know, typical of any pharmacy owner, there, you know, it's a lot of information. This is not the greatest time of year. Let's just put it straight. You know, we have COVID <laughs> already happening. Uh, a, a lot of pharmacies are doing their own COVID testing, which is great and wonderful. We also have, we're in the, you know, we're in the midst of flu season right now. Um, so uh, on top of that, then we have Medicare Part D open enrollment. So there's a lot going on. This is not the most ideal time of year for sure. So I, we know there's a lot going on out there. But to your point, Ashley, I think the first thing is, one, make sure you get signed up with either a state or federal program, um, a network administrator, similar to, you know, just like CPSN. Um, I, the biggest piece, and I'll say this over and over again, is accessibility. So you've heard in real estate, location, location, location. Well, with this COVID vaccine, it really is about accessibility, accessibility, accessibility. We wanna make sure that you have the opportunity to do your part as a provider. Um, and again, like you said, this is a pandemic. And you know, I've heard people say, well, what if I don't, you know, uh, this payer or this, this particular insurance provider, Optum or whatever the case may be, well, I can't administer vaccines because they won't reimburse me. Uh, the CDC has essentially says, we're not gonna turn anyone down. Anybody who walks in for that vaccine, we must administer. Uh, that was kind of one of their requirements. That being said, you know, just like what you hear right now in each state, you know, practice the three W's and you know, everybody has a part to play, wear your mask, all that good stuff. I have a fourth W in my house, we call it no whining. So there's, you know, wear your mask. And then we also have, we finish it off with no whining. That being said, as providers, you're going to have to do your part, and your part is providing that vaccine. But the only way to do it is to get that accessibility first, is make sure you have access. So make sure you're partnered with a provider first, um, a national, um, federal um, network administrator, or through your state. Um, and again, you can also go through your GPO. There's a few different outlets, uh, as Cody kind of alluded to, but that's the first thing. The next thing is just keep Keep in mind, you already have great COVID protocols in your in, in your stores and in your pharmacies. So continue to practice those. Um, with regards to PPE, 
Uh, from what I gather, from what I've read, there's not going to be a lot of available PPE that's going to be provided from the CDC. So it's important that you have some of those availabilities um, to make sure that you you know you can you can administer as as you need to. Um, so again, probably what you're already doing with your COVID protocols, um, you know, gathering your PPE, a lot of those things you're already doing. So that's the good thing. Um, and like I said, the next part is really just getting the vaccine um, or getting accessibility to the vaccine. And then from there, we'll go into an implementation phase of what are those things that you need. I, I know Cody and I for CPSN, we're putting together a must-haves list, and we hope to have that out here in the next couple of weeks to help folks like you kind of make those the, those operational decisions. Yeah, great. There, there are a ton of great resources, and, and, and I tell you, CPSN, um, I know I'm biased in this, but but the uh, the resources that you put out throughout the entire COVID uh, ha have been phenomenal, and I, I use them and refer to them probably almost daily on it. So um, you, you guys have, have done a fantastic job on that. And, uh, so Cody, tell me what is what is the one most important, or what is the most important takeaway on implementation of this COVID vaccine program? Yeah, Joe, really great question there. So the the biggest point I can emphasize today, knowing how detailed-oriented pharmacists are in making their decisions and stuff, is don't panic. So if you read these agreements, they're kind of lengthy. They have between 15 and 21 requirements that you have to meet. But really, the truly, the most important thing right now is, as Ray was saying, it's having access to the vaccine. And so as long as you have a network administrator and you have something signed, as Ray was alluding to, and, and Joe was talking about the best practice sharing within CPSN, we're going to coach you um, as a CPSN member and with the resources that we have available and help you meet the needs and the requirements of the vaccine implementation phases bit by bit leading up to you ordering that vaccine from the network administrator, aka in this case, CPSN USA. And so um, we're going to be doing some hand-holding through this. It is a, the real deal. Um, it is a government contract um, that we do have to uphold, but we're here in this together as a clinically integrated network, and we are going to, to get through this and really flex our muscles in being, being able to provide the service to our patients in our communities. Yeah, thank you, Cody. Th thanks for throwing the AKA out there like a rapper, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, fantastic. Well, I, I, you definitely uh, are taking a little, a, a little of the anxiety away. I don't know about you, Ashley, but uh, you know, I mean, it just seems like a lot. So it's it's nice to know that we've got you uh, on the support side to help us navigate some of this. Uh, some of this confusing waters out there. So uh, appreciate you being on the, the bat phone with Secretary uh, Azar all the time to figure out all the stuff from the HHS. So, um, Ray, I, I'm, I'm still a little confused, now, and I'm hearing folks. I, I got some texts this morning um, from, from a group of pharmacists that I was on a call with. I, I'm still a little confused. Confused and and they were too around the signing up for two or signing up for one and signing up with my wholesaler. Do I sign up with CPSN? Do I sign up with the state? 
what is what is the story on on who do I sign with and and do I sign up with only one person or, or would I get in trouble when I sign up with two? Does that confuse the process? Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. And we've had that question probably a couple hundred times in the last week. Um, and so I'll, I'll give you exactly what CPSM's stance is on that, is you are, and the CDC did have a great session with us where they clarified, you are allowed to sign up with multiple entities. You can do it with multiple entities, and that is all right. However, you must decide which entity you're going to be receiving your vaccines from. Uh, and that's, again, that's going to be coming later on down the road. To your question with regards to, hey, I have four or five different pharmacies. What am I supposed to do? Um, how, how does this work? Again, you can sign up with one particular, you can just sign up with CPSN if you like, or you can go and spread the wealth. Uh, that really is ultimately your, your decision as the business owner and as that key decision maker uh, the other piece I will say with regards to how to go through the process, you know, if it's one pharmacy, you're doing one application. Now, if it's more than one pharmacy, oh, gosh, am I going to have to do 15 or 20 applications or however many pharmacies I have? Well, the good thing is for CPSM, we did try to simplify it. So there is one particular form. It's an AB form that must be completed. And then for each pharmacy after that, it's a simple one pager for the B form for each pharmacy after that, that you'll have to ask, um, answer those specific questions as the CDC has laid out. Um, so that's the simplicity of it. Um, to your last piece, and again, I don't want to go too far off tangent. The biggest piece to remember around this, this is a pandemic. We all have our parts to do in this. And I think it's, it's just, it's what an honor to be a part of this and to serve your community and actually to do what pharmacists are intended to do. It's more than just putting pills in a bottle. You guys are actually out there, the providers, uh, and taking care of the community. And like I said, it's an honor, it's very, very humbling, and I hope that all of our colleagues view it the same exact way. And again, it's humbling that the CDC and the government went to pharmacies. Um, you know, pharmacies is gonna be the probably doing more than 50 to 75% of these COVID vaccines, which is an honor. You know, 20 years ago, would that have happened? Probably not. So again, it's very humbling. And like I said, it's it's quite the honor to be a part of it and to do our part to put an end to this pandemic. Yeah, that, that uh, I, I think sometime in the panic and the confusion of everything, we, we often lose sight of that, but, but we really are doing a doing a public service to the country um, for for doing this and, and, and engaging in this. So uh, it doesn't seem like that long ago when when we were just starting to do immunizations and, and there was some resistance from uh, some of the physician community, like, well, why would they be doing immunizations? And and here we are on the cusp of trying to immunize the country um, against the pandemic. So that uh, that is what we need to keep as our as our compass and our, our North Star when we're when we think about doing these and setting up these clinics. I, I see it as an opportunity to to really um, kind of attract new people into the pharmacy. I, I think it's an it's an opportunity, right, that um, that we can utilize and 
um, showcase what community pharmacy is about, not just in offering immunizations, but the numerous other services that, that many of our listeners provide as well, delivery and adherence programs and even point of care testing in some of the sites. So we've got um, we've got a lot to offer and we got to remember to, to make sure we showcase that when the time comes and, and we'll be ready for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Now's the time. Yeah, now is the time to to have your staff brush up on their elevator speech about how to attract a new patient or someone that might not be coming to your pharmacy or somebody who may not have a pharmacy home but just goes to pharmacy to pharmacy whenever they get randomly need something. So uh, I think you're right. I think all of COVID has produced a lot of opportunity around pharmacy. Yeah, and I really like what you said, Ashley. You know, at the end of the day, those new patients and new customers that will be coming into the stores and coming into the pharmacies, they're not viewing you the same way. They are viewing you as a full-fledged provider. And, I mean, they view you as their, 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 their caretaker, their, their doctor. They view you as a critical component to the healthcare system. Um, maybe they may not use those words, but that's how they're going to be viewing you from here on out. And I think it's wonderful and it's a great opportunity. So Ray, so Ray for the listeners that's on today, do you think, um, you know, what, what would you say or, or what advice would you give to the community pharmacies on what they should leave today absolutely knowing about what's coming up with COVID. I mean, is there, um, we've talked about a little bit of preparation. We've talked about some that there's going to be, you know, there's still more information to be, to be released that we don't know yet, that nobody knows yet. But um, what should, you know, what would you, what piece of advice would you give community pharmacies in, in this setting? It's a great question. Just a few pieces I would say is one, the very first piece, and Cody kind of uh, nailed the hammer, uh, nailed the, the, the hammer, the nail right on. But stay calm. Everything's going to be just fine. Just again, stay calm. The next piece is you have remember this date, November uh, for CPSN. It's going to be November twentieth. I, I think for other um, network facilitators, they may have a similar date right around the 20th, 21st, maybe 19th or 18th. Uh, so you do have a deadline to get uh, to partner with one of them and to make sure that you have accessibility to the vaccines. That's by far the most important thing. So make sure that you're able to get accessibility. The other piece is once you have, you're on the list and hey, I, I've partnered and I, I've signed my agreement, I'm ready to go. Uh, from there, we've got to start thinking about how do we implement this? How do we get the word out there? Um, you're going to see some announcements from the CDC. With C I know with CPSN USA, we are going to have some weekly announcements letting folks know where to go and what to do. Um, but it's going to be the same in your community. More than likely, you're going to be listed somewhere on this massive list somewhere that says, hey, go to Moose Pharmacy. Uh, for, your, for your COVID vaccine. So it's going to be on either a state website or something to that effect. So the last piece would be is be ready. So as, as we start to get into that implementation phase, how do we get ready? And the one of the things 
that I, I love that you brought it up is one, be ready for that new patient experience for sure. Get that, you know, the white gloves, I like to call it, get those ready and ready to go. You know, work with your team members uh, on what other services that you can provide. It's not just about the, the, the COVID vaccine. You're still going to have patients that walk in there that have a severe or uh, a necessary need. And as a provider, you can help with that. Um, so that's a key piece. And then the last thing I would say is it's ever evolving. So things are going to change every day. So it's important that you're checking your emails. I know it's a tough time of year. Check your emails. Um, take a look and see what's going on with other communications in the community. And hey, there's nothing wrong with having a quick 10 or 15 minute conference call with your nearby pharmacy to say, hey, what, what have you heard? What have you seen? Again, the more we can communicate, the better it's going to be. Uh, so again, that's the key, key piece is stay calm, get accessibility, start planning some of those needs items that you're going to need. And then from there, um, continue the communication effort until we get uh, those vaccines in to distribute. Yeah, great, great advice, Ray, great advice. So um, we've packed a lot in the, in the last 25, 30 minutes or so. And, and uh, Cody and, and Ray, I really thank you for, for your insight. I know you guys are tapped into this thing all day long, every day. And, and so we appreciate you being our our local distillery and, and distilling it down into to a nice little uh, glass of, of warm, digestible bourbon for us. So we appreciate that. Um, we, we've heard we've heard Ray and, and Cody both tell us not to panic. We've heard Ray and Cody both tell us to be ready and and, and Ray be ready for the new experience to to share with our patients. So I think that's a good note to to wrap it up on. And, and remember, uh, folks, don't panic. Be ready and be ready for a new experience. And everyone stay safe out there. Thanks again for your time. The CPESN podcast is brought to you by Thrive Pharmacy Transformations. Production assistance is given by Mike Denninger and Suzanne Feeney. For more information, visit us online at cpesn.com and tptransformations.com.